Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. This is the first section on page 308. And uh, just because of the way that the words fall on this page, um, I'm splitting this page up into three episodes instead of the normal four episodes. So each of them are going to be a bit longer than normal, uh, but I, maybe I'll just try and uh, get through it a bit more quickly. Um, so it's not crazy long. All right, let's get into it. The first word is cusk, C-U-S-K. Noun from 1616. One, a large edible North Atlantic fish of the cod family. And this scientific name is... It's the same word twice. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's either brosmi brosmi or brosm brosm. B-R-O-S-M-E. Not sure how to say it. And number two is the synonym burbot. Burbot or burbit. Uh, This is probably an alternative of tusk, T-U-S-K, which is a kind of codfish. So it's a cusk, which is a tusk, which is a codfish. Uh, Let's see. I will go... No, that's I'm do, I've been doing the same sound effect. Let's do something different. Okay, let's do. That's just a good standard swoosh, swooshy, swishies kind of sound. Next is cusp, C U S P, noun from 1585. So there's no numbers, but we have some letters. The definition is just the synonyms point and apex. Apex would be like the top, the the pinnacle, the point, as a, a point of transition, as from one historical period to the next. And then the synonyms for this one are turning point, edge, and verge, as, as in the example, on the cusp of stardom. Almost there, not quite, hasn't quite reached the stardom area, but just on the cusp of it. Turning point, edge, verge, uh, and then uh, maybe they're going to get into it here, but uh, the, um, the, the zodiac signs, they all have a cusp. It's like maybe a week that's like a few days on either edge, either end, either side of the, uh, the date. So it's like, I don't know, September 22nd, and then a few days on either side of that is the cusp of that. Uh, it's turning into the next one. B. Either horn of a crescent moon. Either horn of a crescent moon. So I guess the, where it comes to a point, and both of those, those would be the, called the horns. So either of those are the cusp. That's where it transitions from the light part to the rest of it, the dark part. Uh, or the light part just transitions to nothing. C, a fixed point on a mathematical curve at which a point tracing the curve would exactly reverse its direction of motion. Curve at which a point tracing the curve would exactly reverse. Yeah, so what's, it's like uh, when, like when you're breathing in, I feel like I mentioned this before, you're breathing in, where does it end? The very end of the breath in, right before it turns into a breath out, is the cusp. That's sort of similar idea to this mathematical curve, but in this case it's an actual physical thing. A curve, it curves, and then when does it go to curving back in the other direction? That's the cusp. D, 
an ornamental pointed projection formed by or arising from the intersection of two arcs or foils. I think that's similar to C. I don't know. E1. A point on the grinding surface of a tooth. And then E2. A fold or flap of a cardiac valve. So what's this tooth one? A point on the... So the top of your tooth where it grinds against the other teeth. uh, One of those points that sticks up, I guess, is called the cusp. Oh, and then what are the teeth? The cusp? There's the... um, Oh, I can't think of my teeth names. Um, Fred, Joe, Samantha. And then um, E2 is the fold or flap of a cardiac valve. So the valves in your heart where the blood is flowing through, I think there's maybe three three flaps that... Uh, so each one of those, I guess, is called a cusp. Cuspate is an adjective, and cusped with an ed, that is also an adjective. This is from the Latin word Cuspis, which means point. Next is cuspid. Noun from 1841, and the synonym is the number one definition for the word canine. The dog. Uh, Well, no, this is probably the teeth. I think the cuspids, yes. That's what I was thinking. We had E1 for cusp. It's the tooth thing. And then the cuspid, it must be a tooth. We'd have to go very far back in the seas to, to go back just to confirm. Ooh, here it is. Uh, it is uh, the, the canonical pointed tooth. Yep, it's the tooth, the cuspids. Next is cuspidate. Adjective from 1692. Having a cusp. That must be the point on the grinding part of the tooth. And then also terminating in a point. And yeah, we learned that it's from the Latin cuspis, which is point. And so that's why that that pointed tooth, the canine tooth, is also called the cuspid because it typically comes more to a point than the other teeth do. It's the one to to dig into something, to to point, to, to stab it. That's what I was looking for. As in, a couple examples, a cuspidate leaf. It comes to a point. Also as in, cuspidate molars. They have a cusp because they have the little pointy pieces that grind against the other ones. Um, More specifically for the etymology, it is from the Latin verb cuspidare, which means to make pointed. And then again, cuspis, which means point. Next is cuspidation. Noun from 1848, and it means decoration with cusps. What sort of cusps are we decorating with? Teeth? Cardiac valves? Uh, What are are some of these other ones? Not probably those, but uh, I guess if you decorate with cusps, I would have thought that the definition would say um, to make pointed. If you're making something pointed, you are cuspidating it. But no, decoration with cusps. Next is cuspidor. It ends in a D-O-R. Cuspidor. Noun from 1735. The synonym is just the word spittoon. That's where you spit your stuff. So, 
This is from the Portuguese cospiduro, which is a place for spitting. <laughs> I need one of these. Uh, let's see. That is from the verb cuspir, which means to spit. From the Latin conspuere, which is from spuere, which means to spit. And there is more at the word spew. If you're going to spew, spew into this. Is that what he said? I think so. Spittoon is a cuspidor. Pew! Next is the first form of the word cuss. C-U-S-S. Noun from 1771. 1A is the number one definition for the word curse, which is just on the previous page, which was a prayer or invocation for harm or injury to come upon one. You're cursing someone. Um, And then 1B is the number two definition for the word curse, which is something that is cursed or accursed. And number two for cuss is the 4C definition for the word fellow. Yeah, I'm not going to look ahead. I can't do that. I will break my rule. So when we get there, we'll understand it all. Hmm. Trying to think of what that would be. Do fellows cuss? Yes, some fellows cuss. But also some some ladies cuss too. So I don't think that's what it is. Next is the second form of cuss. This is a, uh, it's a verb from 1768, starting with transitive, which is just the synonym curse. And this is often used with the word out, as in got cussed out by his boss. His boss cussed him out, cursed him out. Does that mean he swore at him a lot? He said many curse words or cuss words at him or her? Yes, by his boss. Um, Maybe. I mean, if he's really screwed up, maybe his boss cussed him out. Intransitive is also the synonym curse. Just used in different contexts, obviously. Cusser is a noun. Uh, okay. Next is cussed with an ED adjective from 1834. Number one is the synonym cursed. You can see that these words are very connected. Um, I'm trying to remember. Let's see. Let's go look at curse. Um, it's from curse. So I think cuss, I think it came from, yes. Uh, the uh, it, it is from curse. So it was curse first. And then somehow people shortened it or changed it to cuss. Maybe it was a, uh, a regional thing, a dialect. I'm not sure. But that's what that is. So number two for cussed, synonyms are obstinate and cantankerous. Cussedly is an adverb and cussedness is a noun. Maybe if you are obstinate or cantankerous, you are saying a lot of cuss words. That is our next word. Cuss word is one word, noun from 1872. Number one, the synonym is swear word. Swear, cuss, curse, these are all interchangeable. Depends on probably, yeah, what part of the country you're in. Which, which do you use? What do you use? Hmm. I think I've always used swear word. Cuss, nah, that was not really a word that I used. 
I mean, I'm not talking about the actual words, just saying, how do you describe this world of words which are not family-friendly, which we already have gotten to and will continue to get through uh, through the end of this book? Um, and that is why I will probably just make this podcast not family-friendly so we can just let out all the cuss words we want because they're just words, and I think we all just need to get over that. Some of us already have. Number two. A term of abuse. Also, a derogatory term. How is it derogatory? All right, no more cussing. Next is custard. Mm-hmm. Noun from circa 1706. A pudding-like, usually sweetened mixture made with eggs and milk. And I'm pretty sure there are other ingredients than eggs and milk. Because how are you going to make it like pudding and sweet? And you got to throw in other flavors, probably. Custardy is an adjective. That would be something that is like custard. Maybe like a custard, a custard-like consistency, which is already pudding-like. Um, this is a Middle English word, and it means a kind of pie. A kind of pie? Well, I guess custard pie, yeah. There you go. But then you could also just have custard on its own. It doesn't need to be in a crust. Oh, um, oddly enough, it is also uh, an alternative of crustard or crustade, which is probably from the Anglo-French crust, which means crust. So pie, crust, it's all related, man. Also from the Latin crusta, which means crust. But it's funny because custard is pudding-like. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with a crust. There's no hard, crunchy thing on it. It's just the pudding stuff in the middle. But then, but yeah, it's funny. Funny how words work. Next is custard apple. Two words. Noun from 1657. 1A. Any of several chiefly tropical American soft-fleshed edible fruits. Oh, there's no scientific name for that one. But why are they called custard apple? Do they taste very sweet? Maybe the rest of the definitions will help. 1B. Any of a genus of trees or shrubs bearing this fruit, especially a small West Indian tree. So the genus name is... Anona, A-N-N-O-N-A, that is from the family Anonaceae, and that is the custard apple family. And then the West Indian tree is, I think it is Anona reticulata. Number two for custard apple is the number two definition for the word pawpaw and... I am confused. I mean, when I hear Papa, I think of somebody that's like their their what they call their grandpa, but uh, maybe it's something else. I don't know. We will find out later. I gotta have a custard apple apple. I don't think I've ever had one. Next is custodial. Adjective from 1772. 1A. Relating to 
guardianship, custodial, and uh, bless you. And uh, wasn't this uh, what uh, Britney Spears was going through? The custodian, not a a custodian. I don't remember the, the name of it, but yeah, it was some sort of guardianship kind of thing. 1B, relating to, providing, or being protective care or services for basic needs. Bless you again. As in, nursing and custodial care. 2. Having sole or primary custody of a child. As in, the custodial parent. Just the one dealing with all the stuff. They have custody. That is why it is custodial. Next is custodian. It's it's a word that I have heard my whole life, but for some reason now it just sounds very strange. Custodian. Noun from 1602. One that guards and protects or maintains, especially one entrusted with guarding and keeping property or records or with custody or guardianship of prisoners or inmates. Custodianship is a noun. Uh, So they guard and protect or maintain. And typically, I think when most people hear custodian, they think of janitor, which I'm a little surprised they didn't specifically mention that here. But um, but yes, they guard and protect or maintain a school, say, you know, clean the stuff, take care of the stuff. Uh, very important job, and they don't get enough respect. Next is custody. The custodian has custody of certain things, like prisoners or inmates, or bathrooms and hallways. Okay, so custody, noun from the 15th century. Immediate charge and control exercised by a person or an authority. They have charge and control. And, um... The example of what they have control over is a ward or a suspect. And then also the synonym, safekeeping. They have to keep them safe, safe, yes, keep them safe. They have custody. This is from Latin, custodia, which means guarding. Yep, you got custody of a person. You are their guardian. You are guarding them. Pew. Next is the first form of the word custom, noun from the 13th century, 1a, a usage or practice common to many or to a particular place or class or habitual with an individual. 1b, long-established practice, practice, there's no d there, long-established practice considered as unwritten law. What are the customs that are unwritten? It's just the community has these things that they do, but nothing's written down. 1C, repeated practice. It is my custom to read this podcast to you, to read this dictionary in podcast form to you. I'm I'm very practiced in it, and it is repeated. 1D, the whole body of usages, 
practices, or conventions that regulate social life. All of the stuff that pertains to social life is the custom. All different parts of the world, big parts, little parts, they all have their own little customs, different towns, different regions. It's a lot. And when you go to another one of these places, you have to respect the customs and find out what what they do. Do some research ahead of time. Number two is plural. So 2A is duties, tolls, or imposts imposed by the sovereign law of a country on imports or exports. And they're called customs. You got to go through customs when you land in another place. Duties, tolls, not that, those duties, the other duties. The duties, probably like a thing you got to do or pay. 2B is, I guess, technically also plural, but it says usually singular. So it is the agency, establishment, or procedure for collecting such customs. 3A, business patronage is custom. 2B, usually habitual patrons, and the synonym is customers. Oh, interesting. Customers, they are the custom. The patronage is the custom. I never, it still doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm understanding it a little bit better. Patrons who go to a business are customers. A synonym for all is the word habit. Um, Okay, this is from the Latin verb consuiscere, which means to accustom, which is from sesquere, which also means to accustom, uh, akin to the word suus, which is S-U-U-S, which means one's own. And then there's more at the word suicide. One's own, that is your, your, yeah, suicide. You are taking the life of yourself, your own. But then if we go, then we expand it out to suiscere, your custom. I'm not sure, I'm not entirely sure how that's connected to your own, but, you know, it's fine. Next is the second form of custom, adjective from 1830. One. Made or performed according to personal order. You can get lots of things made custom. It could be food. It could be clothes. It could be a motorcycle. It could be golf clubs. You get them made custom for you. Your size, your style, whatever you want. Two, specializing in custom work or operation, as in a custom tailor. They're going to tailor the suit to fit yourself, your body, but then you have to make sure that you don't change your body. Don't gain weight, don't lose weight, otherwise it's not going to fit. Next is customary. Adjective from 1535. One, based on or established by custom. Two, commonly practiced used or observed, and the synonym is the word usual. Customarily is an adverb. Customariness is a noun. Next is custom built. Two words with a hyphen. 
Adjective from 1925. Built to individual specifications, as in a custom house. You can get your house made the way that you want it, the size, the shape, all the stuff, how it's all laid out. Do you want siding? Do you want brick? What kind of roof do you want? All the things you get to decide within reason. Make sure that the architect, the engineer, the contractor can physically build it and it will stand up. But pretty much, you can say, make me this house custom built. One more for this episode. It is the word customer. C-U-S-T-O-M-E-R. Noun from the 15th century. One. One that purchases a commodity or service. You're buying something. You're a customer. Two. An individual usually having some specified distinctive trait, as in a real tough customer. What what sort of, what is the specified distinctive trait? I guess they're still a customer. I don't understand why we needed this number two definition in the first place. Even though they're a tough customer, they're still purchasing a commodity or service. That one's a little bit odd to me. All right, so the words... In this episode were cusk, cusp, cuspid, cuspidate, cuspidation, cuspidor, cus, cus, cust, cusword, custard, custard apple, custodial, custodian, custody, custom, custom, customary, custom built, customer. It's uh, harder for this one because I have more words to pick from. But... I think I may know what I'm going to pick. There are obviously some very important, interesting words here, but I think I just got to go with cuss word as the word of the episode because they're great words. You can use them to enhance what you want to say, and they're just fun and silly, and we all take them too seriously. So don't take anything too seriously, just in general. Cuss word. What's your favorite cuss word? There are some really good cuss words in the world. Let's learn from cu- No. Let's learn some cuss words in other languages. Yeah. That is going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye. Goodbye.